Adobe is reporting earnings. That'll be after the bell. Investors, of course, keeping a close eye as it pushes further into artificial intelligence. Of course, it also has that pending deal to acquire the uh, software company Figma. That is the focus of today's Tech Check with Deirdre Bosa. Deirdre. David, good morning. Well, AI, you said it before the break, it has gone from a tell me to a show me story. And that's in large part thanks to NVIDIA, which is turning the promise of AI returns into actual revenue and earnings this year. So next up is Adobe, which reports tonight. To the bears, AI is an Adobe killer. Programs like Dolly or Midjourney, they can generate an image from scratch doing in 10 seconds, essentially what typically takes hours on Adobe. However, the bulls would argue that's just impact on the non-professional business. And AI represents one of the best use cases or applications of AI so far and will lead to giant productivity gains. Now, so far, Adobe is winning over the bulls. The investors announcing earlier this year Firefly, that's a generative AI co-pilot, that's what it calls it, and Photoshop AI features. Now, shares have run up 40%, I know 45% this year, but 40% in the last month alone, and that raises the bar for results tonight. AMD, I want to point out, it could have been a bit of a warning. Earlier this week, there was a tepid market response to that new AI chip, suggesting that product launches, they aren't enough. AI winners, they need to show real partnerships, real path to monetization. So Adobe could do that by putting some expected numbers on the commercial version of Firefly, which it will charge for. And let's not forget as well, the guy at the center of it all, Shantanu Narayan, his track record. VCs here talk about it all the time. He has transformed Adobe before into a cloud-based subscription powerhouse. Fewer skeptical that he can do it again. But generative AI aside, there are still questions over Adobe's Figma acquisition. It's facing regulatory scrutiny. But back when that deal was announced, there was concern or maybe some skepticism um, on why a giant like Adobe with a proposedly strong moat would pay so much for a competitor. Deirdre, I got to imagine Lyft shareholders are not happy with that comparison. To say the least, no. And Eamon, can you imagine if you were one of those Lyft drivers that was able to buy into the IPO before it went public? This is a stock that went public at $72. It's now trading at, what, 10 Oof. and change. Oof. But the backdrop for the shareholder meeting, it is very, very grim. The founders, they have stepped away from the day-to-day, -day, and the company has lost some 85% of its value since that day it went public in 2019. Now, it is still bleeding money. It's been losing market share to Uber and its new CEO, David Risher, who stepped into the position just a few months ago, has yet to prove himself to Wall Street. So there's a lot at stake today for him and the company at large, so much so that some analysts are wondering if it might just sell itself. Here's what Risher told me in his first interview taking over as CEO. If you cannot turn the business around, if Lyft continues to stay where it is or lose even more market share, is merging with another company an option? It's not on my mind right now, to be honest, but I, I, I would step back. I think there is a really strong position, to, uh, case to be made for a really strong number two. You look at any market that's got, you know, a couple competitors in it, you really want both of them to be strong. And I think that's where we're going to go. So in a subsequent interview, though, he did soften that stance a little, saying that he's not focused on a deal, but he would be open to offers, which raises the question, Kelly and Eamon, who wants it? Yeah, you know, Deirdre, that's just what I was going to ask you. Kelly and I were talking about this during the break. You know, who is the suitor who comes in here? Is it somebody in private equity? Is it an activist investor? Is it Uber themselves? Does Meta want this? Mm -hmm. is, are uh, they going to have people wearing Apple headsets in there? What, what is this? What's the deal? <laughs> 
I think you're touching on an important point, and that is what Lyft does have is data. Years and years since the beginning of ride sharing, actually started before Uber, data of what customers want to do. I don't think Uber wants that. It's got the clear number position, and it's only been growing that. Raise the question, big tech company, right, like a Google that has a Waymo, maybe it could use Lyft's network or its existing customer base, but the regulators, I mean, I don't see that going through. A lot of analysts I speak to don't see that going through. Private equity, interesting, but this is a company still losing money that has cut a lot over the last year. So what else is there to cut? What can they do with this company? Automakers, that may be maybe the most interesting category. Yeah. Early on, Earlier on when it was still a startup, Lyft uh, took an investment from Cruise. So maybe there's something there for the network. But guys, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a big question. I'm going to th- throw and one not out. What about necessarily likely. What about Tesla? Right. If you're in a, in a position where you're creating automa- automatic cars that are going to drive themselves, um, and you would, might want some access to the data. At, at least that might be valuable for Tesla, which is a data company. I don't know the exact numbers behind this, but I have a feeling Tesla might argue it has more data, has right? Data. And say that they were way more advanced yeah. in the autonomous vehicle race. Because remember, Uber and Lyft, they were going there, but they've scaled that back so much since being public companies, since being under shareholder pressure.